Welcome to The Average Shepherd. My name is Father Sam French and today is Sunday in the third week of Ordinary Time and the homily today is called Fishers of Men. And we're reading from the Gospel of Matthew. Let's begin. Hearing that John had been arrested, Jesus went back to Galilee. And leaving Nazareth, he went and settled in Capernaum, a lakeside town on the borders of Zebulun and Naphtali. In this way, the prophecy of Isaiah was to be fulfilled. Land of Zebulun, land of Naphtali, way of the sea and far side of Jordan, Galilee of the nations, the people that lived in darkness has seen a great light. On those who dwell in the land and the shadow of death, a light has dawned. From that moment, Jesus began his preaching with the message, Repent! For the kingdom of heaven is close at hand. And as he was walking by the sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and his brother Andrew. They were making a cast into the lake with their net, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And they left their nets at once and followed him. Going on from there, he saw another pair of brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in their boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets, and he called to them. At once, leaving the boat and their father, they followed him. He went round the whole of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and curing all kinds of diseases and sickness among the people. The Gospel of the Lord In today's gospel, Jesus calls Peter and Andrew while they're fishing, and he says, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Well, this passage has never been so real for me as it's been this very week. As some of you may know, I recently was given the honor by our bishop to be appointed as vocations director for Broken Bay Diocese, which quite literally makes me a fisher of men, charged with the task of looking high and low for young men and women who might be called in a special way to priesthood or the religious life. However, I didn't quite anticipate just how stiff the competition would be right off the bat. See, on Wednesday, I just so happened to go on a deep-sea fishing charter with a group of young priests and friends. And on board that boat was Father Daniele Russo, who just so happens to be the vocations director for the Archdiocese of Sydney. And you almost wouldn't believe it, but the moment that we stopped the boat in order to cast out our lines, of the 11 fishermen on board... It was Father Daniele and I who both simultaneously hooked a fish. And as we're both ferociously reeling in our lines, it became apparent to everyone on board that this was quite a funny metaphor for Broken Bay and the Sydney Archdiocese competing with one another to catch vocations to the priesthood. And although I'll admit the fish we caught that day were great, what we're truly after are courageous young men and women to answer the call of the Lord in their lives, just like the disciples in today's gospel. So that brings me to the general theme of the gospel today, call and response. The Lord calls all of us in many and varied ways, but it's completely up to us to respond with a generous heart. See, God never forces our will. Rather, through quiet effects of his grace in prayer, meditation, sacraments, and relationship, the Lord reveals his will for us. But it's up to us to follow his will, or sadly, reject it in favor of our own. Now I can attest from my own experience as a young man in today's world being called by God into the priesthood or any outwardly Christian way of life for that matter is not an obvious or easy path. It requires patient discernment, great and ongoing sacrifice, leaving behind immediate wants and desires, courageously looking beyond what is socially and culturally expected of us, 
and ultimately stepping out in faith and trusting that God's will will lead to our ultimate happiness. As Jesus called Simon, Andrew, James and John to leave their nets and follow him, so he calls all of us to step out of our comfort zones and to join him in building up the kingdom of God. As a good rule of thumb, if we're currently feeling comfortable in our Christian faith, in our commitment, we're probably being called to give more. Now, what's at the heart of Christ's calling? And why does it have the potential to make us feel so uncomfortable at times? Well, the preaching of Jesus is really summed up in the first words that come out of his mouth as he begins his public ministry today. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is close at hand. This message of repentance is precisely what John the Baptist taught, it's what Jesus is teaching, and it's what he sends his apostles out to teach. Unfortunately, when we hear this word repentance today, it's often understood only in the narrow sense of sorrow for sin, the sadness of having offended God and neighbor. And while that kind of sadness can help us grow in holiness, the idea of repentance is so much more than that. Repentance is translated from the Greek word metanoia, which means to turn around or to change fundamentally. It certainly does mean turning away from sin and everything that leads us away from God. But more importantly, it means turning toward God, bringing our entire being into alignment with the transformative power of the Holy Spirit. So repentance, metanoia, is about living in right relationship with God. I'll say that again. Repentance is about living in right relationship with God. That means putting Jesus at the top of our pile. Because when faithfulness to the will of God is our first priority, then everything else falls into its proper place. Love of neighbor, love of self, our particular vocation, use of material possessions, professional life, recreation, hobbies, and so on. About 14 years ago in high school when I was doing French cooking, we learned about the principle of mise en place, which means putting everything in the kitchen in its proper place. All the ingredients, the dishes, the sauces, utensils, they're all laid out in preparation to properly begin service. The idea was that if you're scrambling to find vital ingredients in the middle of cooking, the workflow in the kitchen is going to start falling apart. Well, so it is with the spiritual life. If we get repentance right, arranging our priorities under faithfulness to God, then our service of establishing the kingdom of God will be most fruitful. So whether we know it or not, Jesus is calling all of us to this kind of repentance, this inner transformation of our lives. And he's doing this at every moment of every day, even when it's inconvenient. We even see that in the gospel today, in the way that Jesus called his apostles. He didn't wait for a quiet moment on a relaxing Sunday afternoon to come up and quietly propose his idea to them. Jesus came barging into their lives in the middle of their workday. Simon, Andrew, James, and John, they were making their living that, at, at that moment on the Lake of Galilee when Jesus came to completely transform their lives. I think this tells us that even today, that Jesus doesn't want to be a side gig or a hobby or an afterthought in our lives. Jesus is the main event, the top order of business, the main course of our lives. And Jesus can enter our lives at the most unexpected times. In fact, he might be knocking at the door of your heart right this moment, pleading for you to allow him to enter into your life more deeply. Jesus wants to be involved in everything, in our daily routine, in our work, in our struggles, our frustrations, and our joys. 
When we allow Christ into our lives in this radical way, through a life of prayer, reading scripture, receiving the sacraments, the uncovering of the richness of Catholic spirituality, all the other joys and aspects of life find their proper place. That's what it means to answer the call to repentance. Now it's important to remember as I say all of this, that the call to serve and follow Jesus is not a one-size-fits-all situation. Some men are going to be called to the priesthood and the diaconate, and some women to the religious life to serve the church in that distinct and radical way. Others will be called to be missionary in the world, serving the poor, teaching the faith through catechesis, praying for the needs of the world. Others are called to bear witness to Christian love by faithfully witnessing to the sacramental power of marriage through their spousal love and care of children. Others are called to use their gifts of music, craftsmanship, and service to bring beauty to the worship and the house of God. So there's countless ways of living for God and serving His church. But the most important thing for us is to be open to hearing that call and having the strength and generosity of spirit to respond faithfully, to bravely leave our nets and follow Him. So let's pray for that courage today for us, and all of those in our parish community. Lord God, you have called us to repentance, metanoia, transformation, change of heart, to turn our hearts to you and be transformed. Give us the grace to hear your unique call in our lives and our situation, and the courage to respond with generosity, faith, and love. We ask this in the holy name of Jesus, through the intercession of our Blessed Mother Mary. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to help me spread the word in The Average Shepherd, you can do so by throwing this up on social media or sharing with anyone you think might benefit. Thank you, and God bless.